You are now listening to the Moon Child, and this is the 20th episode special. Bible me real quick to some blackberry molasses. feel good to be recording an episode today. I was supposed to have work at 12 o'clock. Right now it's a Wednesday afternoon and it's one o'clock, but my manager called and he pushed me back till three. And I thought it was a sign because I was supposed to record yesterday, but I got called in right after I picked up my check. But he pushed me back. I was like, oh, I got some time to record this 20th episode. So I'm also in my apartment and I'm excited. I'm excited. If you ask me around October about my podcast, I was kind of losing hope a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I was in a different mindset, different mind space, a different situation. And I'm, like I said, I'm happy to be back out here in SAC, starting to get my life together. I'm taking this semester off of school, and I feel like that's really helped me mentally, hoping that I can return back in the fall. But it's giving me some real time to just start working on the podcast and you know as I said before when I started back started this back up I'm not going to talk about how consistent I'm going to be I have to prove it and that's my word I got to stay to it so it's what I show y'all it's not what I tell y'all and yeah so let's reflect let's reflect on this Kings basketball team on this past week if you guys didn't know we had a little road trip against the Magic the Raptors the Heat, and the Pelicans. They went three for four on that road trip, lost against, lost against the Heat by one point. And the Kings are showing that they're a promising team. The future is looking really, really bright, and it's exciting. It's exciting. And I told y'all, it's a new decade. We already know. We already know that the Kings were the worst team in the 2010s. We're not in that era no more. Got a new GM. We have a star. We got prime Harrison Barnes. We got the rookie of the year. We got a project in Marvin Bagley. And we could still trade Buddy Hill for something. And yeah, I think we got I think we got a real good thing going on right now. And that's that's for real. And I don't even think other fans around the league can deny that now. You know, the Kings been a joke for such a long time. They've been they haven't been to playoffs since 2006. We already know this. So a lot of people's lifetime, and since they're in the fourth grade, they haven't seen the Kings in the playoffs forever. So to see that the rise that we're on right now, it's exciting as a fan. And I'm telling you, it's it, <laughs> you're just going to be thinking of me when the Kings win a championship. If you see the Kings win a title one day, whether I'm dead or alive, you're going to think of me. <laughs> I put that on everything. I know y'all will be happy for me. This is going to be a good story. We're going to be a likable team. My vision of this is I'm hoping that we can become the next Oklahoma City. That Oklahoma City was this next decade. We're going to see how drafts go on. But we're in a small market. But I hope we can build something special. And I think we do. So let's talk about this road trip, man. The defense. I guess that break because, you know, the postponement of the Grizzlies games, which I was really looking forward to. But... That gave the team, I guess, more time to prepare, and they've been more locked in on defense. They're not giving up 120 points. 
they're you know it's around they really cut it down to you know like 105 no more than 110 let's start with no more than 110 points a lot of teams is giving up more than 110 points but we were giving up 120 guaranteed and our offense isn't bad our offense is above average it's just our defense is so poor but um in the road trip we were showing more improved defense and that's what i like to see <laughs> that's really what i like to see and uh we're talking about bagley bagley was the main part of why our defense was so bad now i'm still seeing his dad throw fucking sub tweets on twitter and shit like that but um, he's been playing more inspired defense Luke hasn't been putting him in in the final stretches of games I think he deserved a chance against the heat down the stretch um, he was playing better than Rashawn Holmes offensively and he wasn't terrible defensively so I think if we had that um, reliable interior scoring I, I like I like Marvin Bagley's hook shot over Bam I, I liked his chances right there and I don't think Bam would have wrecked him offensively compared to like a, a Nikola Vucevic or a Zion Williamson you know what I'm saying um I don't think Bam would have been going at Bagley and being that efficient on him on offense but he's been moving his feet he's been getting to the right spots he's been fouling less he got a weak ass ejection against the Pelicans which we'll get into in a second but he's been playing more inspired defense and if he can defend he's an easy 2010 guy i already know he just got to be able to defend especially if he wants to play power forward otherwise he's got to move to the center but he's got to get stronger to play a center so he's in an iffy spot only 21 years old starting to grow i i wanted to trade him at first but it looks like he wants to play um and he looks in, he looked like he's playing more inspired basketball hopefully he can start getting more fourth quarter minutes i think luke is making him really earn it um I'm all for it. It's a long season. He still has that time. He's starting the game, so we just got to see how he can finish it. That's the big thing for him. Now, All-Star Fox. It's a real thing now. Now, I think for sure, positively, that he's going to be an All-Star next year. Um, I'm about to get in a little segment with Fox after I go over this little road trip. But Fox is the fourth best point guard in the West, arguably the third um, based on the last 10 games he's been having and if you compare him to Luka and the situation that they're in they're very similar situations but Porzingis ain't injured no more Luka has an all-star with him De'Aaron Fox does not and we have a better record than the Mavericks right now and we've been playing harder teams Fox completely wrecked the Pelicans not once but twice he dropped 39 on them had 12 assists and he's getting at least 26 points per game and at least 7 assists. He's making it look so easy out there. And he's literally another Westbrook. But the difference between him and Westbrook, Westbrook got, I guess, that dog. He got that emotional mentality. But Fox's mentality isn't question either. He ain't scared of nobody. He's going at everybody. Like, literally everybody. And the difference between Fox and Westbrook, I think... I think Fox is faster because he's a little lengthier. And they're so, you know, both in their prime, super fast. Russell Westbrook goes at one speed. He goes hard all the time. De'Aaron Fox is able to change his speed, and he's a lot craftier. And he's showing that. And it's just really fun to watch. He's out there doing what the hell he wants with the ball. They just can't. I don't see how anybody, anybody in the league can guard him one-on-one. -on -one. And now he's starting to shoot the three a little bit better. He's shooting for 35%. And hopefully that can raise a little bit. 
he's unstoppable to guard if he has that jump shot. He always had the mid-range. If the three-point starts going down like it has been, it's a problem. He's drawing more fouls. His free throws have been struggle. He was like 64. He had 60-something percent, but he didn't make it. Like the recent game he just had, 38 points, he was 7 for 7 from the free throw line. Getting to the line, so honestly, he can... He's honestly a unstoppable offensive threat. If he can really get skillful, I can really see him being a James Harden type where he's able to just change direction of speed left-handed where he just can go by you in one move because he's so quick like that or he can just step it back and pull a three because you have to give him some space because his blow by is so deadly. It's hard to stop. On top of that, him being 6'3", 6'4", with like a 6'6", wingspan, 6'7", wingspan, he, he does it on both ends. He's one of our best defenders. He guards all the best point guards in the league. And I think what helped him for playing with the Kings, two guys that he had to play four times a year every season since he's been in the league is Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. And they're in the same division as us. And now we're dealing with Chris Paul as well. It's just making him a better player. Um, the, the teammates, they all talking about that. They can rally behind him. They calling him the leader. And he's just proving it night in and night out. And he's just all he's doing is getting more and more efficient. He's putting up 22. He's putting up 22 points and five assists so far this season. Um, he ranks like I think seventh in points per game. His assist numbers is going to start going up because he has been averaging more assists. He kind of started off slow, but right now he's. It's been amazing to watch, and it feels nice to know that we have an All Star. He might be able to sneak into an All Star this season, depending when the All Star game is might be too late um, because if it was like if you can pick four point guards to go in the all-star De'Aaron Fox would be in it but the fact that you got to share with shooting guards and it, it's interesting because you know a guy that I will obviously have is is like CJ McCollum but he's been injured Paul George is not listed as a shooting guard either but then um, there's Devin Booker I think he's been better than Devin Booker this year um, Who's another shooting guard? I know I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. It's going to be hard to put De'Aaron Fox over Donovan Mitchell. So I'm looking at the All-Star, and they're already going to choose three-point guards. It might only be one shooting guard. If you're picking four guards, you got you got Curry, Dame, um, Luka, of course. And then you got like CJ McCollum, and then you got Donovan Mitchell, and then Devin Booker. Like You can't just forget shooting guards like that either. So, it's going to be interesting, but De'Aaron Fox is for surely over CP3, Jamal Murray, John Morant, and even Mike Conley, who is having a good year, but Mike Conley's not been better than De'Aaron Fox as far as becoming an all-star. So, another thing that's going good with the Kings, there's like three great things that I'm loving this year, and another, that's this all-star Fox, the second is, we're, I'm over here witnessing prime Harrison Barnes sounds funny but he might be a top 12 small four maybe top 10 small four in this league right now you look at Jeremy Grant and you look at Gordon Hayward Harrison Barnes is if he was in that position he would be doing the same exact thing he just has a lesser of a role but he's still putting up 17 points per game and he's shooting over 40 percent from three on top of that he's a mismatch nightmare he's six eight and strong so anybody who's his height uh, or taller, he's kind of, well, either anybody who's his height or shorter, 
he's muscling, taking him to the paint. And he's been going to the rack. He's been very efficient this year. And he's been getting whatever he wants inside the paint with people his height or shorter than him because he's just so strong. And then anybody who's taller than him, he's quicker than. And on, on top of that, he's been knocking down the three, whether it's catch and shoot off the dribble. He can play the two. He can play the three. He can play the four. He's been versatile. He's a he, he's he's dangerous in the fast break because finishing and shooting the corner three. The Black Falcon, man. Call. Call. That's what Son Whiteside been saying. Black Falcon, he's been really, really good for us. And that that contract that Vlade gave him is starting to look better and better because we have him till 2023. And, you know, originally from his first season, so it's four years around like 80, 80, 80 or 85 million. The first year of the contract, which was last year, he got 22 million. This year, he's making 20 million. Next year, he's going to be making 19 million. And the next year after that, when he's 30, he's going to be making 18 million. And then he'll be an unrestricted free agent. And that'll be perfect timing for us to pay Tyrese Halliburton. So it, it's really working out. All we got to do is just trade Buddy in, in when it comes to money instances. So Prime Harrison Barnes, I've been loving what he's been producing. And he just brings such good veteran leadership um, you can hear him communicating on the court the things that he does off the court is amazing where he puts his charity how he be in the community just everything about Harrison Barnes I'm loving right now he can I really want to keep him I don't want to trade him um, it's either we have to trade him or buddy I would rather choose buddy I like what Harrison Barnes bring for us um, and he's figured it out he's been in the league for a minute um, he had some trouble times on the Warriors and as well as the Mavericks but he has it figured out now and he's a vet and he's played on some of the best teams. He'll be a perfect role player for the future. So I'm loving what Harrison Barnes is bringing. And now, for the third thing that I'm loving, how do you not love Tyrese Halliburton, man? Oh, man, I love Monte McNair for drafting him. He just won Rookie of the Month yesterday. Him and LaMelo, LaMelo in the East. Tyrese in the West, he's given us like 11 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, He's doing it all. He's just a stat sheet stuffer, but he's very efficient. It's not like... One of those stats she like he go get he goes and gets rebounds. He makes the right pass. Honestly, if if everybody was making their shot, Tyrese would at least get eight, nine assists a game with his minutes. Um his IQ, his feel for the game is just fun to watch. The way he runs a pick and roll is so smooth. He makes the right read every single time. Like I look at myself as a basketball player. If I was to look at myself as a basketball player playing for the Kings. I would love to play with Tyrese. He makes the right pass. He spaces out the floor. He can play on and off the ball. It's Honestly, he plays off the ball so well, but I want him on the ball all the time, unless Flint Fox is in the game. It's it's just amazing to watch him play, how quick he's figuring it out so far. Um, he's been a little bit less efficient from three lately, but I keep shooting that thing. I have no problem with him shooting the thing. He's so good in the clutch. It's just, man... Man, oh man, when when this team gets some big, real big mans, oh my God, it's gonna be it's gonna be something special. So you got rookie of the month, well deserved. Hopefully, you can keep it up and get another rookie month. Right now, as far as the rookie year goes, Lamelo has has had some bigger games, and I'm pretty sure he's about to start starting now. Even though you know Terry Rozier missed that game, but I think Lamelo might start getting the keys. Tyrese is not gonna get the keys yet, um, and he's also in a different situation where. He can be a perfect Pippin to to De'Aaron Fox right now, like perfect. Like they're gonna be such a good backcourt in the future. And the fact that he's on, De'Aaron Fox is only twenty three, and 
Tyrese is only 20. Oh my God, it's perfect. It's, it's so much to look forward to. And he already expresses how much he loves Sacramento. De'Aaron Fox has re-signed, so this is going to be good. Um, yeah, so hopefully you can keep that same energy, get another rookie of the month. Um, and yeah, and hopefully we can compete still. And I talked about the bag, Bagley improvement. Now with Buddy Heald, I want him to do good while he's playing with us. Because I swear, well, his buddy in 2018 was amazing. And when Buddy plays good, I swear the Kings win like 80% of their games. But that thing is, Buddy plays good 40% of the time. So that's, yeah, you know, it, it varies. But when Buddy's playing good for it, he helps out our team a lot. But I would rather put that money into somewhere else. And I just want Tyrese to start. And we can, we can get some reliable bench players. Because uh, Tyrese can't be on the bench for too much longer. Um, or at least in the future. We can just get some established bench guys or picks to just develop. And we can get an established bench as far as guard play. I'm over Corey Joseph. But his contract is about to expire this year. Whether we trade him he's or not. He's not going to be on the team next year, and that's totally fine with me. So we're just making, trying to get his value up. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, three or four out of this recent stretch, but it gets tougher. Um, I don't understand why. I, I feel like, call me a hater or whatever, but I feel like the Lakers have been getting really lucky with their scheduling. Like, I haven't seen the Lakers play these teams twice, and... The Kings is about to play some of these teams for the third time. And we're already playing Eastern Conference teams for a second time. This is our next set of eight games. We got the Celtics tonight. I'm not going to be able to watch that because um, I have work. Then we got the Nuggets. Then we got the Clippers. We played the Nuggets. This is going to be our third time playing the Nuggets. This is going to be our third time playing the Clippers. And after the Clippers, we play against the 76ers. Then we play against the Magic again. That's our second time playing the Magic. Then we play the Grizzlies finally. And then we play the Nets. And then we play the Heat. And I believe we play the Bulls next. And then we play the Nets again. And then we play the Bucks after that. So I'm like, geez, like they they're not mixing up this schedule at all. And when we play non-playoff teams, we've been doing really good. I tell people this all the time. The Kings, if they were in the East, they would for sure be a seventh and eighth seed. I swear they would. I swear they would. We wasn't stuck in this conference with Damian Lillard and Steph Curry, LeBron James, and no, uh, man, man, oh man, no Jokic. We would have, we, we, man, we could have easily be something in the East. And the Cavs and the the Hawks are the seventh and eighth seed right now. I feel like we should be, we'll be better than them, because De'Aaron Fox is the best player, and yes, he's better than Trey Young. Don't talk about me with no Trey Young. Those numbers do look nice, but he's over here twerking on defenders. And he doesn't guard his own position. I don't want to compare point guards who don't guard their own position. Curry and Kyrie guard their own position. I sat there and watched Ja versus Trey Young, and he did not guard Ja one time. Not one time, and Ja was picking him up every single time. So, now, speaking, yeah, going into Fox. Fox is among one of the best point guards in the league. He's top 10 this season. For sure. He's better than Malcolm Brogdon. Hate to say it, but he is. He's better than Trey Young. He's been better than Ja. He's been better than Jamal Murray. He's better than CP3 this season. And mind you, he has less help than these guys. He's been better than Ja still. He still is better than Ja. All right? He's been better than Mike Conley. Mike Conley and 
Malcolm Brogdon are having probably their best seasons. But Fox is better than as far as what they're he's doing. Like as far as the eye test go, <laughs> Fox is the better player. You put Fox in the situations that they're in. If you put Fox on the Jazz, if you put Fox on the Nuggets, oh my God. If you put Fox on the Pacers, you know how much better those teams will be? Oh my God. And the thing we're seeing about Fox right now, he's just being more aggressive um, scoring-wise. So he's proven that he can get you 25-plus when he wants to. And he's a team player. Like, if, if we're going to expect to win a championship, I actually prefer Fox putting up, like, 21, you know, with eight assists because I feel like we got pieces to play as a team. But if we got to ride him out right now, then we got to. And he's showing that he can become a superstar. Not just a star, but a superstar. It's because he has that special thing. He has something that's special. He has something that you cannot teach. And that is his speed. He is the fastest player in the NBA. That is a threat. People talk about what's LeBron's biggest strength at 6'8". His athleticism. What's the main athleticism we're talking We're not talking about LeBron's vertical being his biggest strength. Yeah, it's vertical. But I think if you were to take one thing out of LeBron, would you rather take away his vertical or would you rather take away his speed? You would rather take away his vertical than LeBron's speed. LeBron is very fast. And he's made a career by just blowing bypass people by how fast he is. Hopefully no injuries for Fox, knocking on wood. But he's the, by far the fastest player in the league right now. He can go by anybody. Can't guard him. He's a mismatch. And we're starting to exploit that. He's been the fourth best point guard in the West. And you can argue that he's been the third best. Only guys that will take over Fox right now is Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Oh, Luka, oh, Luka, Luka. I love Luka. Luka's very good. But Luka's being put in the same situation that De'Aaron Fox is right now. De'Aaron Fox is thriving because he can do it on both ends. And he doesn't have an all-star. Give, give Fox Porzingis now. All right? I've seen Fox elevate the worst franchise in this past decade there's different levels to this we have not they've been closer to the playoffs we made it to the bubble because of fox we were in 15th place when he was out for 10 to 15 games this is what i'm seeing with my own eyes you know what i'm saying he can make all the passes if he can just start making the shots but he has been shooting better than luca this season actually luca's 29 percent from three so it's, I mean, you can kind of put them on the same tier. I don't see why you can't. I really don't. He's, these past 10 games, I'm going to bring up some numbers. I'm not usually a numbers guy, but I'll bring up the numbers. These last 10 games, there's only been 20 games this season. So these past 10 games, he's been put up 26 plus points, 7.5 plus assists on 55 plus efficiency in the past 10 games. There's only two other players that has done that these past 10 games. Damian Lillard and LeBron James. Only three. Only three guys have done this in the past 10 games. LeBron, James, Damian Lillard, and De'Aaron Fox, where they can get you 26-plus points and more than 7.5 more than assists. Fox's name is right next to two for-sure all-star starters. Two all-NBA players. And I don't see how 
This won't stop. He's just going to keep ascending. Darren Fox is 23 years old. Nobody talking about him. So, I need y'all to rethink. And he's carrying a franchise with no all-star. He's not playing with one single all-star right now. No, he's not. He's not. He's in a completely different situation. So, I think I'm watching greatness in front of my eyes. I'm enjoying the ride right now. Um, but he's getting up there. He's going to elevate us. And once he proves that he's going to get his playoffs, I think he wants to get to the playoffs before he's 25. He wants to get to the playoffs this year. He's been... De'Aaron Fox is... You can't tell me and say that you'd rather have Jamal Murray over De'Aaron Fox. Put De'Aaron Fox on the Nuggets. CP3 has more help than De'Aaron Fox. Imagine De'Aaron Fox on the Suns. The Suns missed out on him. They could have had him. They could have had Fox and Booker. But CP3, young Hall of Famer. Let me show my respect. But right now, because I've seen them play against each other, 38, 36, 37-year-old Chris Paul is not handling Chris Paul right. I mean... He's not handling De'Aaron Fox right now. It's just not. It's not happening. Ja, he's a he's a younger version of Fox right now. People expect Ja to do what Fox is doing right now. And Mike Conley. We're not gonna over here say that Mike Conley's better than De'Aaron Fox. And shout out to Mike Conley. He's bounced he's bounced back really well. And even though he deserved at least one all-star, he's not getting it this year. Because De'Aaron Fox have ascended. He's ascended. He's better than Trey Young. You put him in the East. Now I'm thinking of the Eastern Conference point guards. The only guy that I would take over him is is obviously Kyrie Irving. But then, you know, Westbrook, I'm taking Fox over Westbrook. I'm taking Fox over Trey Young. I'm taking Fox over Kemba Walker. I'm taking Fox over Malcolm Brogdon. So... <laughs> And he's got a, this is, this, I don't know. He's in tougher situation and he's ascending. He's helping us win ball games. He's not, he's not a defensive liability. He's not skilled enough. He can go out there, get you 20 plus, 25 plus points and get you eight plus assists. That's very Dame-ish. Now the way he does it is not like Dame, but the production is, is starting to leave very Dame-ish. Just under the radar, just a killer. So, he's ascending. We got a star on our hands. And I'm so happy. And Tyrese is going to be the perfect guy to be along with him. Tyrese is top 20 out of all point guards in player efficiency. And I mean, when you say top 20, he's like 18 or 17, I think. So, there's a good thing going on in Sacramento. And for the first time, we're heading into the right direction, you know. For real this time. Just think about the things we got coming up. You know, everybody talked, at first I seen some other Kings fans talk about tanking. They've proved or shown that, you know, I came on here like two episodes ago. It's like, are we tanking? Like, what's going on? Well, the way De'Aaron Fox is playing right now and the team can build around that because De'Aaron Fox is too good for us to be one of the worst teams. And I don't think our roster is, I think our roster is bad, but I don't think it's that that bad. I don't think we're going to be Timberwolves type bad or Pistons type bad. Nowhere. No way. Or even New Orleans Pelicans type bad. I don't think so. Things could change. I could be wrong. But if they're showing that they can compete for playoffs, I would rather take that than a top five pick. If we become an eighth seed or seventh seed, I feel like that will go so much longer. 
it'll go so much longer competing for the playoffs for this because we have an established future backcourt. If we can compete for the playoffs, it'll go so much longer for their morale and we'll be building a winning culture, something that the Kings have not had in the past 14 years. And on top of that, this is a stacked draft this year and we finally have a good GM. We drafted Tyrese at 12, trying to compete for the bubble. I feel like I trust Monte McNair to draft a stud at 15 or 16 pick. I trust him. He he sh I sh His first draft pick was Tyrese Halliburton. How am I supposed to not trust him? We got this free agency. I hope he can get a deal with Rashawn Holmes to be at least our sixth man. I don't want to give him like 15 to 20 million. But I hope we can give him like some Montrez Harrow money. Nine, ten million for the next two years. Two year, twenty million. If we can keep those pieces, if we can keep Rashawn Holmes, keep Harrison Barnes, and then build with Bagley, build with De'Aaron Fox, build with Tyrese, get some more role players around. We still have Kyle Guy as a young prospect, Jemias Ramsey, Robert Woodward. Just gotta get this center position filled out. Get that seven-footer, rim protector, and this team, this team can go a long way. can go a long way. And this draft is stacked. Now, if we was to tank, or if we was to get a top-five pick, here's five guys that you need to look out for. One, Kate Cunningham is going to be the number one pick of this draft. Six, eight, smooth. I say this. He's like, as far as trying to score the ball, he's like he can be like Jason Tatum. He's just smooth. He's not super athletic. He's smooth. He can get to his spots. He can score. But mind you, he's a point guard. So he's like a Ben Simmons, the way he runs transition. But he has that height, but he can shoot the ball. He's just 6'8 point guard. He defends at a high level. He's just so much basketball IQ. He's going to be a star. Now, two guys that I want for the Kings if we were in the top five. One, Evan Mobley. Seven-footer. Kind of thin, but he protects the paint. He protects the paint. Runs the floor. He can shoot the three. He has skill, and he, he he's everything that we need. We need that tall. He's like a better, he's going to be a better version, um, probably more dynamic version of Miles Turner. And that's exactly what the Kings need. And he can run. He can run with us. He can make plays. He can score and mismatch. And that he's just he just all that, that center that you want. He's going to be a good franchise piece center. Then you got Jonathan Kuminga. 6'8", just reminds me a whole bunch of Jalen Brown. Just a whole, like, a lot of Jalen Brown. 6'8", two-way player, skill, the mid-range, drive to basket, athleticism, still stretch the floor, defend multiple positions, good strength. He's not, he's not like, super skinny, and he's talented. He can definitely, the, the upside is just, there's so much upside. Then you got Jalen Green. I seen Jalen Green with my own eyes playing against my high school team. Probably the greatest high school player I ever watched. He did things that I didn't even know. You can I, I never seen things that he done with my own eyes. And he was 15 years old. Just crazy how much the game has evolved. And he's just a he's a he's a bucket. He's gonna be one of those guys that can get you 25 plus a game, 25 to 30 points a game. Just natural three level score. A lot of athleticism. He reminds me a lot. A lot of Zach Levine. A lot of Zach Levine. He knows how to use all that athleticism and that jump shot is hard to contest. I've seen Zach Levine up close too. 
And my God, when he raises up for the motherfucking jump shots, my goodness, my God. So, Jalen Green, like another Zach Levine, higher upside probably. Um, he's definitely came in like, like what Zach Levine is now, that's kind of already what Jalen Green is, which is crazy. And then, I would say, yeah, four. Those four guys, there's a lot of other good guys, role players, but I think those are like four stars um, for sure, one through four. And then you got Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, who's a good all-round point guard, but that's not really what we need. So, yeah, it's a good draft. We got a good GM. If we can just compete this season and make some noise and build a winning culture, I feel like that can take the Kings a long way. So, yeah, I got work. In an hour and 20 minutes, I'm going to end it right here. I'm so happy to make this 20th episode. Um, can't wait to keep it going. Can't wait till we get to 30. Can't wait till we get to 40. Can't wait to get to 50. I don't know who's actually listening to it, but this makes me happy. I like to talk about sports. And sooner or later, we'll get to other topics, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, but right now, the NBA season is going. When other things get on my mind, when other situations happen, you know I'm happy to let y'all know. So, yeah, we made it to 20, um, and hopefully plenty more to come. Hopefully we can get to 100 before this year, maybe. I don't know. It's only February, you know? I was on episode 14 when I started back in January, so who knows? Who knows what can happen? Never know. So, keep it here. Y'all be smooth. Keep your keep yourself together. Um, appreciate what you got instead of what you don't got, and just keep it pushing. You have full control of yourself. So, the moon child is out. Peace.